This episode is brought to you by Move, Meditate, Sleep, your all-in-one platform to help you move more freely, meditate more easily, and sleep more soundly, with new content added every week. If you'd like to try a free seven-day trial, click the link in the show notes. Hey, Kate. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Is this really the start? Is this really the start? (laughs) Hello, everybody. Everyone says that always. They're like, have we started? (laughs) Yeah, we have. Hi, Kevin. Um, How are you doing? I'm good. I feel nervous all of a sudden. I know. That's why we did our breath together. It's because it's so official here. There's (laughs) (laughs) There's literally lights and camera. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Kate, for people that don't know about you, Mm. uh, what do you do? I say I'm a yoga teacher and um, what I really I do a lot of corporate well-being so workplace wellness is my business and a lot of work with women women's circles and cyclic wisdom so describing what I do I don't know yoga teacher is the short way of describing what I think mm. cyclic wisdom mm. what is that hmm. so come for close me, to the mic a little bit you. closer okay is this good perfect okay. so for me cyclic wisdom um, feels like a reclaiming of cyclic wisdom, the n- nature of cycles. And the ways I work with it primarily would be the wisdom of the Celtic wheel, so the wheel of the year, and the wisdom of the menstrual cycle. That's huge in the work that I do. Mm. And to summarize it really short, it's just, it's a nod to the fact that we are all cyclic. Like you are, I am, we live in a world that's cyclic, but we're in a quite a linear society that doesn't encourage these natural times of contraction, contraction and expansion, the natural ebb and flow, the yin and yang energies. So it's it's embracing and making space for uh, the cycle in our lives in whatever way that manifests and starting to lean into it and work with it and take support from it and then incorporate that into your work, your training, your creative projects, your relationships and um, how you even show up in the world. So, okay. yeah. It's a little gift. So with cyclical wisdom, yeah. we're talking about uh, the seasons, menstrual cycle. Or mm. this, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, So because for people, this, uh, this, um, are, are we talking about your menstrual cycle? A lot of the time I am. When I, sorry, it's my okay. ring. Um, so when I speak. I, that's a hell of a ring. You know, for the people. Bling. <laughs> is that a sovereign? Yeah. <laughs> What does it say? It's a little horse and it says uh, 1886 and it was my granny's brooch and I made it into a, oh, wow. a knuckle duster for myself. That is amazing. I used to have, <laughs> I used to have a sovereign um, that said KB. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got it from Argos. <laughs> for my co- commu- you obviously got it engraved or personalised. <laughs> yeah, but my mum's initials are KB as well, so uh, she now has it. So. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, but uh, it's not as cool as your one. Oh, but, I uh, always wanted one. I was never allowed to get it. That's so. amazing. I actually would like quite like... Um, you know, uh, Prince Charles has one on his little <laughs> finger. The that, signet rings. Yeah, th- yeah. yeah, but Rachel's like, nah, you can't. I think they're cool. I think they're cool too, yeah, but yeah. No, what can you do? Rachel won't allow it. <laughs> sure allow it, yeah. <laughs> so sorry, you were saying. So yeah, I speak a lot about the menstrual cycle, which is probably um, one of the nicest things to tap into. And I can, I can explain that as cyclic wisdom, if you like. Um, and I think just what's nice to know is that there is a natural ebb and flow to our energy all the time. There's a natural ebb and flow to creative projects that we do. There's a natural ebb and flow to our day. Like men are on a 24 hour cycle um, and all of us are. We wake up in the morning, we go to sleep at night. That's like a nice little 24 hour rhythm. 
It also put ourselves in the framework of the seasons of the year. And we have spring, summer, autumn, winter, especially right now in Ireland where we are. We're coming up towards the brightest day of the year. It's sunrise at like 4 a.m. and sunset about 10 p.m. So there's a huge amount of light versus in wintertime on the winter solstice when it's dark at four o'clock and sun doesn't rise till who knows what time, eight or nine or Mm. whenever it rises. Um, (laughs) And I suppose the cyclic wisdom is making space that we will feel different all of the time, that we're not going to turn up and be the same and feel the same every day. But in the society that we live in, as, as we're living right now in modern society, we're expected to go to work and do our job and be quite linear and the same every day, a lot of us. Um, how we are expecting ourselves to show up for training, for example, for like gym stuff. Um, a lot of the time is go and be the same every day, go and kick ass every day, don't go and do your thing. And I really feel that society as we are right now doesn't make a lot of space for the other half of the cycle, which is those natural periods of contraction and pulling back and going within and rest and restoration. Because yeah. we're really valuing productivity, output, doing outward focus. And I don't feel that there's as much of a value on going within um, the internal space, resting and pulling back. And when you open your eyes to cyclic wisdom, if it's what you're interested in, it's how it becomes, well, at least for me, a lens of how I see the world. So with some of my girlfriends, um, we might be chatting and they'll tell me a story or they'll bring in a certain energy and I'll be like, what day of your cycle are you on today? Because (laughs) (laughs) this sounds like you might be in your inner autumn, you know, Um, Mm. or... Yeah, it's just it's acknowledging like even as a yoga teacher, say right now, I I do a lot of corporate work and um, the energy that's coming into the space is very different now than it was in January or February. So in January, February, a lot of people were tired, stagnant, heavy, flat. Um, Obviously, a lot of that was to do with where we were um, with regards to lockdown and stuff. But now I'm finding people more inclined to be overwhelmed, frazzled Mm -hmm. and that kind of different, subtly different energy. And to me, it makes sense because right now where I'm working in Ireland, the light is at its fullest. We get less sleep naturally. We're more inclined to be outward and doing and going and giving. And it's just um, looking at things through the lens of cyclic wisdom is an extra uh, understanding or key to how we move through the world. And mm-hmm. then when we, if we choose to work with it and respect it and embrace it, it allows us to open to sides of ourselves maybe that we've pushed away or wish were different and mm-hmm. to... Um, really what all my work is about bring more understanding more knowing more nurturing more care to ourselves because say in the case of women with the menstrual cycle it might mean that in the last week before we get our periods when naturally our bodies are calling for rest and we're more tired that we actually just take the nap you know or we pull back or we ask our partners to do a little bit more for us so that we can respect our body's natural call to pull back Um, and then two weeks later when we're like superwoman that we go and take on a little bit more and enjoy that Um, or even in in the context of just an ordinary person that if you find yourself in a dark part of your life a dark chapter you've had a loss you've had a struggle you don't feel creative whatever is happening when you understand this cyclic wisdom you deeply trust that oh this is a time of going within it's a time of contraction it's a time of release it's a time of shedding and what happens after this is new growth and new life comes but in that process of life death birth something has to die and we need to release and let go and create the space so that something new can come in and so it builds a really deep trust i think in ourselves and in the world around us yeah um you know when we were downstairs we were talking about 
that you've moved out to, I would call it the countryside. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, the countryside. (laughs) um, And you're saying that you can see the sun rising, sun setting. Mm. It's not obscured or blocked by buildings. Mm. And you're close to water as well. Mm. Um, I'm originally from London. I'm from Mm. like a very grey part of London as Mm. well, where loads of shops are shut down and there's Mm. like, it's it's, um, pretty polluted. And moving to Ireland, moving to Dublin, people say to me, like, do you miss London? And absolutely no way do I miss it. I mean, <laughs> like, what is that? Like, I do, L- London is fun and, and that kind of thing. But when you can get back into nature, whether mm. you be man, woman, whatever, um, it helps you to appreciate that there are cycles in life. There's autumns, there's seasons. Mm. And I have found that when I first started doing this job, I was real, like, hustle culture i was into that you know because i was thinking oh i'm actually doing something for the first time ever that i'm quite good at and i Mm. can actually be uh you know good enough where i can make a i I feel like i have uh not not, what's the word um i could just be competent at it basically you know as opposed to just being in a job because (laughs) i found got found myself there but the thing is i got uh, i would say over i got um seduced Mm. by the rise and grind yeah, type yeah. thing and i used to and i the problem is with that is that if you're teaching well-being mm. but you're not well yourself <laughs> you, you you there's a imbalance in you you feel like a hypocrite yeah. where you're telling you know you're advising people like how to look after themselves mm. what to be eating and stuff and mm. um and now i found a lot more balance and i think that's especially because i live with Rach mm. and obviously she's a woman and she's very uh, right I would say I'm like archetypal male she's yeah. archetypal female I yeah. would say uh, she's and that but that's fed off on me whereas mm. I used to say to her all right someone let's get, let's get up early let's go hiking or whatever it may be and yeah. sometimes she wouldn't want to do that and I started to appreciate that um it ebbs and flows mm. and uh and I've just become more appreciative of the importance of nurturing yourself nurturing other people as well as Mm. opposed to just producing Uh, but i do think i used to be very very what's the word resistant to the Mm. to terms like patriarchy because when i heard that word the same when the time when i heard the word would hear the word feminism i'm like oh here Mm. we go it's you this is someone that just hates men but in fact if you uh don't take it personally you just try to understand what the person is saying Mm. this patriarchal view on society or how we should run run up run our lives is all about like dominating producing yeah. every yeah. day getting up getting it done um but that's not how the world works no um thanks for naming that and um <laughs> there's there's so much to say about that but what i'm called to say about the patriarchy is that it doesn't serve men either this isn't a, a female versus male thing this is raising little boys who have permission to cry this is giving men their full permission to reveal their full emotion and um, to be human, not to have to put on, I'm going to say toxic masculinity, but not to have to present as that hard all the time on all the time. Um, it creates space for all of us. And with this next wave of femininity, what, you know, we were speaking off mic about how men and women maybe are fundamentally different and that that's controversial. And um, even if I park that for now, this next wave of femininity i hope will create the space for us to value qualities like intuition sensitivity vulnerability um so that when in the corporate context we don't have to go in and show no emotion we don't have to like when i worked in the corporate space i 
took as little of my personality as possible to work. Um, when I was younger, like as I get older, it's like I'm peeling off these layers of armour. And um, even as a young feminist, I was like, no, I don't want a man to pay a bill or open a door, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I'd, I would love a man to look after me. Uh, and not in a financial way, but in like that pure energetic way. And I'd love to receive that from somebody and and to um, just make this space that the softer qualities are valued. I suppose <laughs> what I'm trying to say isn't that I want to receive from men, but that I am much softer now, mm. that I am much more willing to show my heart and my vulnerability. And that as a result of this patriarchal culture, I lived probably for a few years saying things like, no, I don't like pink or uh, I'm not one of those girls. Or even times I've said, I'm a lad's girl, like stupid stuff like that. That is all part of a shell that you just build to get on and get out and do well in the world. And um it's just one example of how the patriarchy can mess us all up. And what I just would love to see is raising young boys to be able to express emotion and to feel safe doing that. And, um, you know, in the in the larger scheme, just men and women being able to relate and bring all of themselves because we all sit somewhere on a spectrum. Like we all hold femininity and masculinity within us yeah. in equal ways. Mm-hmm. And it's just that our culture right now favors what we might call the masculine qualities. And if you don't like calling them masculine you could call them yang or you could call them alpha and or any other label it's just one particular side you know that yin and yang symbol with the black and the white and there's a little dot in each and they're together it's just that we're valuing one side of that more than the other and uh, i think it does us all a disservice yeah so and when you were talking there about and you mentioned toxic masculinity Mm. you did in 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 Mm. speech marks or quotation marks um i think that's and what i interpret from that is Terms like I feel terms like toxic masculinity, toxic femininity, mm. patriarchy, even matriarchy. Mm. Um, sometimes they're not necessarily that helpful. It's yeah. better to try to understand human nature yeah. and to understand that we, as you said, we're on a spectrum and we need both. Um, I will say though, maybe this is my issue. Mm. You do women's circles, yes. and I know people that do men's circles. Mm. The idea of a men's circle does make me feel uncomfortable. Mm, right. Right. And may, maybe that's, yeah, Say okay, more why? About that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, because, well, firstly, I've done one circle, mm. uh, and this was when I was in Bali, mm. and Rachel was there as well, and so it was a, you know, a circle for everyone, mm. and um, cried. Uh, was very very moved by it that we were dancing around and mm. and this type of thing and then we'd like make do like loads of eye contact yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like really intense. that's Bali <laughs> <laughs> that's Bali exactly uh, and um, so and so I did enjoy it but mm. I, I I I suppose um, I value I, I am actually quite an emotional person and therefore I actually value the characteristic of robustness mm. and resilience mm. and you British might call it a stiff upper lip mm. you know I'm life ain't great things aren't going exactly as I planned but fuck it I'm gonna get on with it yeah. and just make the best of it yeah. and I actually really admire that what I don't admire is someone bitching all the time about mm. how they're upset about something mm. now there's a, there's, a, there's something a there's something in between there yeah. I'm t- I've taken the two extremes yeah. because you can be the man that's like I'm just going to get on with it and stuff, but inside, eventually, you might crack, yeah. or it's going to come it's out. Bypassing some it's of the time. Bypassing, you know, it can yeah. be. Or you get, or, or, so. I know it's going to come out yeah. in, a, in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right, manifest itself. But then the other side, if you're like just always 
too in touch with your feelings you're not getting anything done and you're moaning all the time about how you're hard done by and mm. um the world isn't designed for you and yeah. you're oversensitive you'll be a victim as well yeah. so well but, i think that, yeah. you know i think there's a shadow side and a healthy side to both you oh. know so the the shadow side of toxic masculinity might be never showing any emotion complete stiff upper lip to your detriment never crying feeling like you have a very particular role that you have to hold and how to be seen in society in this very tight way and possibly not even knowing about the power and the impact that you hold and, and what you have in the world at the moment the healthier expression of that may be different it may be integrity it might be leadership it might be um other qualities that are holding you in that high place without any of the toxic stuff and the same then if you want to break the feminine expression or whatever you're looking at on the on the pole you can go to chaotic and completely lost and manipulative on one side or you can go to wide open hearted and discerning and um you know feeling your emotions like i th- i think that there is a place for both and i think uh by taking really opposite poles on either spectrum i mean it's great to know what you don't want but that it is possible to feel something deeply and process it and and be aware of it and, and let yourself sit in it and also to go okay like onwards we truck on we move and, mm. and not turn into a moaner or a complainer or, <laughs> <laughs> or somebody who, you know there's nothing worse for me one of my pet peeves is like I have a complaint of some sort it could be tiny it could be huge but it, it's bothering me and I want to share it and then the the person who's receiving it says well, sure, it could be worse, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, your dog died and somebody's like, well, at least your dad's still alive. Or, you know, like, I'm just, I can't stand that. I'm just like, could you zip it? Like, just, there's a place for just receiving from somebody, whatever it is, you know, and we all want to, like, shut people up or stop people yeah. complaining or, um, I don't know, it, it's tricky. Like, I don't have the, I don't have the answers, clearly. But no, no, <laughs> the point you made there about the shadow side yeah. of anything is so important. Um mm. I mean, for example, say with, with Rach, like I, I'm, I've always been in the mood of, not the mood, the mode of, mm. I'll fix it, I'll fix it. Yeah. What song? Yeah, let's yeah. sort it out, let's do it together, boom, let's get it done now. <laughs> and uh, what's our schedule for getting it done, you know? As opposed to, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just resistant to it because I'm not used to that yeah, a way of being but like. it's really useful. But I, I know that like I've needed to develop my uh, my empathy. And mm. definitely, obviously now being a dad and I've got a little daughter, um, you you naturally, you the chemicals inside you change i'm i'm sure because i i do feel a lot different Ah. you know because ultimately aggression Mm. doesn't serve well when you're a dad unless you know someone's kind of coming to your house you need to be aggressive then i mean we haven't invited them i mean (laughs) but 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 i'm saying like you know you um you do i'm sure you 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 change and actually i want to ask you about this because you're you're into and there is this is a segue that will make sense in a second right (laughs) you you i've seen you on the rings and you you're like you are very feminine you've got lovely great hair and all that stuff right um, right. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but um, you do a lot of strength training as yeah. well. So you're, you're strong yeah. uh, as well. Um, you <laughs> lockdown got us all. Oh, <laughs> um, but um, mm. so I always said like to people that I won't mention, um, you know, you should do some strength training because it'd be good for you. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, the re- response I've got back from women is, no, I don't want to get big muscles. Oh, Christ. Yeah. What, what's that all about? Okay. Uh, oh, I don't know what that's all about. I can, I can only I can only share my journey, and uh, I naturally am quite a fiery person, so I've got a lot of energy. And I, I sorry for I'll ruin your podcast. Um, <laughs> I, um, 
I have a lot of energy. I've got a lot of fire. I've got laterally a lot of force and strength training. Naturally. Naturally. Sorry, oh, naturally. naturally sorry. <laughs> Get really specific. <laughs> <laughs> um, naturally, I have a lot of force. And uh, strength training for me was just a way to channel my energy and to use it. And it just so happened that I adored it. I absolutely loved it. Um, made me feel amazing. Now... I do recommend it for people. I think we should all be doing it. I think it's amazing to be in a body that feels strong and capable and good. And that just like everything, there's a place for 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 it all. You know, I wouldn't say that one thing is better than another. I also feel, talking about strength training, like my strength is gone. Like all that stuff on rings that you've probably seen me do, I wouldn't have a hope in hell of doing it now. <laughs> um, but I do hope to get back one day. And also like anything, like I, I kind of follow my interests. So I have these ebbs and flows and I get probably similar to you, obsessed with one thing for a while and then pull right back. And so I've had years where I was very obsessed with strength training and um, really hard on it. And actually, if we're if we're talking about I'm, I'm very aware we're saying masculine and feminine, but I don't mean this in a gendered way at all. I, yin and yang. I was very aware that I was uh, in a very yang state or a very masculine state with that. So I was chasing my chin ups. I really wanted to get a muscle up. I was pushing really hard. I was training five or six days a week at the time. I absolutely loved it. I felt amazing in my body. It gave me great purpose. It gave me great joy. It left me feeling really connected to myself and just like I could kick anybody's ass. And that was an amazing feeling. <laughs> um, but at the same time, the deeper I go into some of this yin or feminine work, the more I see that that was like similar to what you said, hustle, push, hustle, push, go, go, go. And um, it would be lovely. I'm probably too much the other side now. It would be lovely to land, you know, to find that elusive balance or to get a few chin ups back and be doing the lovely feminine stuff at the same time. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, the women and strength training and bulky, I don't know where that comes from. I haven't seen it happen really to any women yet. And there's space for us all to find our own path but if you're curious or if you haven't tried um strength training give it a go and find an amazing trainer like the same as if you want to go to a yoga class i always mm. say to someone oh if you did yoga once and you didn't like it you probably just didn't like the teacher <laughs> you know there's yeah. as many yeah, different yoga as there is people so you find your person and mm. you'll probably like it if you want to do it and the same with strength training don't put on youtube and start following uh, like an instagram fitness model um and doing like hundreds of kickbacks or something random like that <laughs> like go and find a very good trainer male or female whoever you identify with and dedicate some time to them for a while so that you can learn and that will really really serve you so that would be yeah the advice you didn't ask for <laughs> no no that, that, it's, it's important because uh let, let's say for example if you look at yoga and you think oh it's all lying around doing nothing it's all yin energy <laughs> feminine energy you'd be very mistaken unless mm. you actually went to a class and mm. as you said you met someone the teacher that resonated with you mm. uh, right you like their style their personality whatever it yeah. was but also um with strength training is the mm. same way there's actually um i i would say uh things are very misleading what you see in real life than what they really are like more specifically what i'm saying is uh, the women that have the big muscles and that are ripped to shreds mm. that's not natural i hate to drop a bombshell but that, that is not natural because I, I fell down that trap of like trying to get big muscles as a man <laughs> and i was like oh i've got to eat eight meals a day and you know i was eating like chicken breasts and broccoli and stuff i didn't realize there's men on steroids mm. you know that they they are they have you cannot look like that naturally mm. um and uh but then you, you start chasing that right mm. and that's what you think strength training is and then eventually you're going to injure yourself that's what happened to me i, I started lifting these weights didn't know what the hell i was doing mm. uh, injured myself then i was like right i'll do yoga to try and fix that oh, cool. so um 
but yeah, I, I, I could be wrong here, and I'm welcome to be corrected, but there's a book out at the moment called uh, T, which stands for testosterone. And the lady that wrote it talks about the difference in testosterone mm. between bodies mm. and how, you know, if you lift a lot of weights, you simply, if you don't have enough testosterone in your body, you will not grow that amount of muscle. Mm. So, um, and if you go to yoga class, the thing that's misleading about yoga is it's not just stretching. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a ton, physically speaking, there's a ton, yeah. there's a ton, ton more to it. Um, I think there's just one thing I want to name there in all oh, yeah. of that, which is that there's so much space and um, it feels so much better if you train and you don't train for an aesthetic reason. So if when you train, you're training to feel bad or bad, like badass or to, <laughs> um, to feel good in your body or to have a goal or to have something that you're working on. I think uh, this aesthetic piece, it, we're, we're all under so much pressure already, men and women, to look a particular way and to be, you know, presented a particular way. And part of that is all fucking the bullshit as well, you know, and yeah. um, yoga brings you a lot of the time into a lovely relationship with your body where that changes. But it's also possible to strength train in a way that that's not what you're after as well. So yeah. just want to name it. Yeah, no, that's, that's I think that's, that's important. Um, uh, so when people don't, do you want more tea, by the way? No, I'm OK. Thanks. You're good. Yeah. Um, so. You go into businesses, mm. or you were going into businesses, and the, the workplace wellness, right? Mm. I want to understand um, if we are cyclical beings mm. and the world and nature is cyclical, and we don't, and in your experience, if people don't live that way, yeah. what ha tends to happen? Mm. Um, look, burnout, um, a lack of creativity feeling slightly dead inside, feeling slightly disengaged, uh, bored. You know, I, I think what I see a lot is people flat, stagnant, uninspired, burnt out, not in touch with their heart and soul. And oh, shit. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> pretty, pretty damning. That, that's not everybody. You know, like we're all fine. If you never hear cyclic wisdom and you never work with this or it doesn't draw you, I can guarantee you'll probably still have an app. Not probably, you will still have your lovely life and do your thing. It's just that it gives a richer and deeper understanding. And the word that comes up for me now is it gives permission. So it gives you permission to ebb and flow like the tides, to have these great expansive periods, but also to have the contracted periods. And when you're in a contracted period and you're pulling back or you're in a tough time to trust that it's actually going to turn eventually whenever it does. And that with that comes a new life and a new growth. And so in the corporate context, um, what I see a lot is people who are just tired, burnt out, uninspired, flat, stagnant. And uh, what kills me is when they're giving the best of themselves to work, but not bringing that home. Yeah. So they are going in and they're working hard and they're not switching off. And actually, can you protect your creativity in that space? Like, are you actually doing the best that you can do if you're working 12 hour days or never switching off or answering your emails at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night? Like, I don't think that it is possible five days a week to work 12 hours a day on your computer and maintain creativity and um a good quality of work mm -hmm. and so i really want people to value switching off bringing mm -hmm. the best of themselves to work and the best of themselves to home and this cyclic wisdom um i hate that word sustainable because it's very overused <laughs> at the moment but it is a sustainable form of self-care yeah so in the case the menstrual cycle is a really obvious one we have a week maybe where we pull back and, and actually rest we have a week of kind of stepping out and moving out into the world, a week of full power, and then a week of editing and starting to draw back a little bit. So there's that it's kind of built in. And mm. as women, if we want to, we can start to work with that a little bit. Mm. But people in general, and, and women, I mean women and people who bleed, 
um, people in general can also work with that so that we just create this sustainable self-care so that just like you in in the gym you couldn't sustain that training and eating eight meals a day all of the time all <laughs> of the without getting injured like we have built in to our our self-care plans these periods of deep rest and pulling back and stopping and then periods of moving forwards so what do you teach then in your workshops um so in in the corporates my most popular workshop is called de-stress and get grounded and so it is uh, an hour for people to come together and we go through information um, process like actually doing something and then integration so that people share what they found how they found it so mm. for me it's a lovely way of not just doing an hour and talking at someone giving them a powerpoint with your tips for self-care we're actually doing uh, some kind of grounding and anchoring together and then as they chat about how they found it and what happened we're creating connection with people who are working remotely so that they're now teams coming together and doing this and um I love to teach it because it can be different every single time. Right. And so one of the main things in the last year was that before um, March 2020, I'm reluctant to even say the word. Don't say, don't say the C word. <laughs> before the C. Um, people were booking that maybe once a year for a wellness week or, you know, like just doing their wellness month or whatever it is and looking for just tick box workshops, things covered. And then through that last year with people working at home, I found a lot of organisations were genuinely worried about their staff and they really wanted to look after them. And so they started getting me in once a month to host something like this. And so then it becomes a space that people are coming in and we're working on anchoring, we're working on grounding. We might do a mindfulness technique, we might do a meditation, we might do a conversation, we might do a journaling practice, you know, something that is pulling people out. And then we're and um, that's my favorite because in that session, then we also get to build engagement. And if you and I were working together, I'll hear you share, you know, how you found it and what you struggle with. And yeah, it was a lovely thing. So that was head and shoulders above the rest, um, mm. popular. And then other just workshops in, in the space of self-care. And then alongside that, I have my women's circles and my um, menstrual cycle work. And corporates are really slow to adopt that. So it's a tiny portion of the workshops that I do at the moment. But there are some organizations now looking to get me in to speak about menstrual cycles and mm. for women and men and anyone who wants to participate how to support people who bleed in the office um, or how to actually work with the menstrual cycle if you have one to optimize your work um, and yeah that, that's just so refreshing for me it's just so lovely to to see people looking towards that and, and opening the conversation wider because as we started the podcast with, it is a patriarchal society and the workday is set up nine to five, <laughs> linear, same every day. Mm. And men, um, your your profile hormonally like is the same every single day. But our female, um, and so for anyone who bleeds, the female reproductive cycle and hormone um, process is completely different. It's like a roller coaster through a month up and down, ebb and flow of um, estrogen first and then progesterone. And so we are fundamentally different mm. every day. Mm. And if we're not taking that into account in the workspace, we're, we're missing a trick, you know. So we are coming into these structures that are set up for men um, or just for linear people, you know, same every single day. And we're not necessarily the same. So mm. that's why I am so thrilled to see people talking about this just in a normal way. Like it's not a big deal. It's not a taboo. It just is. And um, while I'm on the rant here. Go on, the other, Kate. Go on, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> the other aspect is uh, training. Like, as you know, I trained pretty hard uh, until two or three years ago and like tapered off a bit. But 
even my trainer who was amazing like he was training me like a man um until i started saying like no and i, I used the code of the moon i was like christ it's a full fucking moon don't you understand <laughs> <laughs> and uh then slowly we started to adapt and work on my cycle but now it's great like it's slowly being spoken about a bit more and you see athletes like the american soccer team and um, tapering for their cycle and different people speaking about it but even as little as three or four years ago there's no mention of this so people are talking about like fasted cardio or um hmm. different things that may suit very well someone with that 24-hour cycle of testosterone boosting in the morning and dropping through the day but it doesn't work at all for women and uh, it just it just blows my mind that we're set up like this and something that's so fundamental and so ingrained in 50 percent of the population for 30 odd years of our lives isn't addressed yeah. and never mind uh, menopause and everything that happens after so yeah it's kind of swept under the rug uh, and i know in 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 when you're with other men mm. uh like say i play for a football team mm. and stuff like this um the well not not now because we're adults but when you're kids mm. The menstrual cycle is, is very embarrassing, and it's kind <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. it's it's and it's almost like seen as kind of slightly shameful as yeah. well um, for women too, Kevin. Like yeah, so. yeah. Of course. Oh, oh, that's yeah. what I mean. Sorry, as in oh, like I like men. For men that you're no, right. no, no, <laughs> no. Men should make women feel like yeah. to be ashamed of it, like it's a big inconvenience. Yeah. Whereas it's something that should be celebrated. because oh, it's 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 that. life. Yeah. Thank you. And you are alive, and you have yeah. a gift, and not many people are alive. Yeah. Um, considering all the people that have ever lived, mm. um, so. Yeah, the, that's if it wasn't for the menstrual cycle, there would, wouldn't be existence. Yes, queen. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, but the menstrual cycle as well is a gift. Like it is truly a gift. Um, and I, I love that. I've heard it before and I don't know who said it, but the heroine's journey, or we'll start with the hero's journey. So up and out, you know, and we all have it, like initiations in our life. The menstrual cycle can be like the heroine's journey in and down. And through the process of every month, we're guided through a little initiation. And that is only leading us to get to know ourselves better. Um, each phase of the menstrual cycle has a different invitation, has a different gift, has a different shadow, has different archetypes associated with it. Mm. And we're embodying this cyclic wisdom, whether we like it or not, if we're on a natural bleed where we ovulate and menstruate every single month. And we can work with that. And someone like you can benefit from that in your partner, Rachel, or um, the, the world can benefit from that when we start to respect it. And I believe there used to be a deep reverence for that cyclic wisdom and for women in that place and that we lost it. And that by coming back to it, um, women embrace it and get the gift. It's like you get a little set of keys and you're like, yeah, oh, cool. Like this mm -hmm. makes sense. Amazing. Yeah. Um, men get to benefit from it. Like none of us are shamed. I mean, there's still taboo. People still say like, oh my God, you're brave now. Like to speak about periods or like, oh my God, like what does your dad, like my dad follows me on Instagram now and he's like watching my stories talking about <laughs> periods. And I just think it's so great. You know, like we yeah. need, um, we need this and there's, when I teach this stuff, if I just break down like the cycle and the seasons and stuff for, for people, I just see this look in women's eyes and they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, wow. Oh, my God. Like, why didn't we know this? And a lot of us go through the world. We're, we're told, oh, you get your period and that's pretty shit. It's pretty bad. You just grin and bear it. Get on with it. That stiff upper lip again. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. and then you get on with life. And so. First of all, that's detrimental because it's queuing us up to hate our periods and have a bad period and not to respect the amazing wisdom that's there at that phase and the gift and the blessing that this blood, this life force is. But second, the other three weeks of the cycle are completely disregarded. So you'd swear we're back to being these linear people that we just bleed for a week. You might rest or take it easy and then we're back. 
But that's not the case. You know, there's this ebb and flow every single day, every single week of the cycle changing and it's completely disregarded. So the problem is, or, or not the problem, mm. the advantage of measuring linearly mm. <laughs> is that is that for a capitalist yeah. society yeah. and a, a company that's trying to make money, yeah. they can measure you your mm. performance because everyone works nine to five yeah. and every day is the same. And yeah. is today better than yesterday and yeah. better than uh, is this quarter better than the, uh, the quarter before mm. so that's a lot easier to manage than it is to understand that uh people, people look are at what's happened in the last year with people working from home you know like yeah people would never have had that freedom or been trusted to do their job in a particular time frame before so it's accelerated this change where companies now are, are almost surrendering into it a little bit or at least some are creating containers where you don't have to go back into the office if you don't want to or mm. maybe you'll do one or two days a week so we're being shown now, <laughs> whether we like it or not, that there is a new way to do things. Mm -hmm. And maybe a toxic masculinity. If we want to attack uh, patriarchy, capitalism, <laughs> I didn't expect Trinity. to talk about any of this today. <laughs> um, but, you know, that toxic piece of measuring, managing, controlling, you know, is out of the way and, and people mm -hmm. are working from home and being trusted. And so, yeah, like I take your point, linear is easier to manage. Even in the context of training, it's easier to have a, a process and a plan and tick it off and go every day. But is realistic but in, no I, I'm, I'm saying it's easier for the management yeah but before we start recording i was telling you that the last episode was with ender murphy oh, yeah. not MD, not ender kenny <laughs> <laughs> scared me yes <laughs> um it was ender murphy and he's a psychotherapist mm. and he was explaining how in the 17th century schools developed to take people from farms to bring them into the urban areas to train them how to work in factories how to mm. then and then that can, became how to work in an office yeah. so you're being with artificial light as with well. artificial light yeah. exactly so you're being to sit in a row sit down all day <laughs> uh, behave not talk not yeah. definitely not cry um so you um definitely not laugh but <laughs> but uh, so you're being conditioned that way to then be a good cog in the wheel yeah. and and just get on with um producing for the, the management mm. but what you said about everything that exists on the spectrum mm. i think like everyone should 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 apply that to everything in life everything yeah. is exists on a spectrum both and that's what esther perel says all the time both and yeah and it's it's so mm. refreshing it's like yeah both like both perspectives and whatever yeah just yeah. to remind i have to remind myself all the time because i we can be dogmatic in yoga we can be yeah. like that we can be linear we can be this is right this is wrong mm. dichotomous thinking yeah, yeah. this good yoga is bad. good this is bad exactly this is shit, this is, like even how uh, we practice like and although and uh, this is the complexity of people like although i would like to refer to myself as an archetypal male <laughs> i would actually say i'm you know, with the life I have now suits mm. me way more. I'm way more successful than I've ever been mm. because I don't have a strict schedule. Mm. I um, I work when I have the chance to mm. work. And um, I would say a lot of the work I do is kind of, a, you need to be emotionally aware. You know, you're talking to people all the time, yeah. you know. Um, whereas when I worked in offices before, yeah. I, I was like a reprobate. I mean, they couldn't do anything <laughs> with me. Uh, and I, part of the reason was I was emotional yeah. But people, th when you say like emotional, you think crying. But I was emotional as in I was giddy, was silly, full spectrum laughing. as well. Yeah, like, yeah, is that a full spectrum? Yeah. So um, you know, if you can, um, we have to earn a living, yeah. right? Yeah. We live in a capitalist society. Mm -hmm. But if you're worried about, I, I don't want to be in touch with my emotions because I won't be a good worker. That's mm -hmm. bollocks. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, uh, for want of a better word. Yeah. you can be, especially the work. Say people the work want you're your doing. Fullness, like they want your gift. They want. Yeah. I think how refreshing it is when you see someone really be themselves, be vulnerable, be authentic, be real. Like, 
nobody wants a cardboard cutout of who you think you should be or what you think you should be like mm. bringing all of yourself to work to home I think is it's hard to do sometimes but it's refreshing and, and required mm. and that uh, that Kate couple mm. with if you can um, be authentic in other words used a lot but mm. even probably slightly more important than that is to be authentic but also uh, have the resilience to produce work. Yeah, because well, that's I, my problem. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, like um, I think that that's what yeah. people like, and I really admire is that someone who's in touch with their emotions, yeah. someone who is uh, recognizes that life can be difficult, mm. that they also are very lucky in other ways, mm. but yet they still produce yeah. work of that people find valuable. And you know, like that looks different for everybody. So if the Gary V hustle, get up at 5 a.m., don't stop, works for you, it makes you feel amazing, gets you where you want to be and you're happy, amazing, like do that. But if if you're trying to get up at 5 a.m. and do this whole morning practice and have a really rigid structure and the part of you is really resisting and not fitting into it and you're feeling frazzled, burnt out, tired, it's not working, you know, maybe there's a there's a different way. So for me, it's just... I'm not telling everyone to do things the way I do things or I don't think that there's a best way. It's just finding what works for you and how can you do that? You can't do that without knowing yourself. Mm. Too many people are on the surface and they're just ticking boxes or doing what's expected without ever deeply noticing or feeling, how am I? What do I need? Where am I? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's the work that interests me. Yeah, and, and in fact, um, your life will be better. I mean, my Mrs. Rach did your workshop. Oh. Yeah, she actually did it up here. She was, it was on. No, sorry, it was in the Yoga Kitchen. Yes, yoga kitchen. I knew I'd met Rachel. Yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah it's in the Yoga yeah. Kitchen. And um, are they still going? Uh, not in, no. Not the, oh, not. A Yoga Kitchen? Yeah. I think they're finished. Okay, yeah. but yeah. shout, I was going to say shout out to them. Shout but, out okay. Yoga <laughs> yeah, Kitchen. Right in the day. Maureen, I love Maureen. Maureen. I love Maureen and Sarah who took over yeah. after. Maureen is like, Ma- Maureen, uh, shout out to Maureen actually because like I remember this is one of the, one of the times uh, I was like decided that I wanted to be a yoga teacher mm. was uh, I remember I was like really really down right I was mm. I was say I was depressed basically mm. Mm. and um, I was a Friday night I had nothing to do yeah. no one to call yeah. no one, one to date yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you you know what I mean <laughs> preach <laughs> so uh, I was like what can I do with my fr- and I, I'm like this is pathetic I'm like in my 30s I, and yeah. I've got no one to meet on a Friday yeah. evening yeah. so I said I'm just going to go to a yoga class that was yeah. on and it, uh, I went down there and I didn't want to speak to anyone and mm. do anything walked into the shout out to the Elbow Room oh, I, yeah. love the Elbow Room walked yeah. into the Elbow Room and uh, Maureen came up to me, put a hand on my shoulder, oh. and she's like, "How are your pet?" Or something like that. Like, oh, she's bit, is she? I don't know. If she's in the countryside, but she has that kind of Carrie, country. Yeah, Carrie, oh, I she is. So. Okay, there you go. I think so. She's got that kind of country yeah. manner, that very yeah. warm. So and warm. she put a hand on my shoulder, and I was, I like melted. Oh. I was like, I feel already. I feel better. Yeah. I'm glad I came. That's just why I love yoga. That's mm. the, to me. That's the sign of a great yoga teacher. Someone mm. that can be a great host. Yeah. And Maureen was effortless at mm. doing that. Um, and I just remember, I was like. You know, this is her job, yeah. and I feel great now. I but feel you remember those seen. moments. I remember, like, it, yeah. I inspiring me, like who yeah. knows what we did in the class? Yeah. I don't know, but it was I'm the sure. touch and the warmth and the yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Rach did your oh, yeah. workshop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Love about Maureen. <laughs> Back to how good Love I you, was. but <laughs> 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 so, um, um, but she did your workshop, and like mm. the difference it made in her, really? like she was real because. Uh, you know, I don't want to speak for her necessarily, yeah. but she, she needed that um, mm. that listening ear mm. and that 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 
I hate the word tribe, but... Um, but that's, there's power in, in a circle. I suppose you would say, yeah, a circle. Yeah. A circle. It's belonging. It's a circle of a belonging. Bro- yeah. What was that workshop? What? I don't know. I don't. I think Rachel's been with me a few times. I did one called Woman, which was all about connecting to the womb and, mm. and falling back into that space. And then one Awaken, which is all about that cyclic wisdom and journaling and yoga nidra. So it was definitely one of those, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's... it's, it's um, it, and you know if you're in a relationship you're a geezer in a relationship with a, la- with a lady you want this you, you want, this. You want <laughs> yeah. your, your woman to be yeah. uh, to express her femininity yeah. or, or just to be in touch with that and yeah. and she can teach you something as, as well mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean <laughs> I didn't uh, think I've that. gone too far yeah. um, I was but, just thinking how strongly we're in gender roles here and I, I, I don't want to like gender roles you know oh, yeah. men and women and it, I know it's but that's so expansive just, to everybody it's just your circumstance yeah it's just my yeah. circumstance exactly yeah. but um so um what what's so where are we now we're at, is it july or june july this what what's your story then for the summer what are you can do uh i'm going to have a lovely summer i think i'm going to kick back i'm going to go on road trips i'm uh-huh. going to enjoy my new home um i have a few workshops on the awaken ones which are always on the celtic festivals and i hope that i'm going to use the summer just to plan what next because like now that i've moved my house and i'm in a new space and i've had the last year of feeling the corporate space change uh, I'd like to level up a little bit and, and create more packages and just use the summer to get all of that really aligned because what's happened is it's created the space for this heart and soul work which is really corporates are now open to me asking people to connect with themselves to go deep to go in to create that lovely space and so it no longer feels like just kind of ticking the box or eking your way in yeah. and I'd love to create more offerings around that and just you know get ready for more of that and have fun because I think summer is for fun it's for play <laughs> I, agree. I agree i agree 100 uh well kate that was brilliant thank, oh, you, thank so you so much, much if Kevin. people if people want to find you yeah instagram is the best way to find me especially yeah. if you want to learn about menstrual cycles mm-hmm. um actually i have a menstrual cycle workshop as well in september mm-hmm. so for for anybody who wants to learn about the seasons the cycles the superpowers the invitations um especially if you don't know about it already i would just so encourage people to check it out and to mm. to educate themselves because it can be a total game changer yeah, absolutely thank you That's thanks great. kevin thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was brought to you by move meditate sleep your all-in-one platform to help you move more freely meditate more easily and sleep more soundly with new content added every week if you'd like to try a free seven-day trial click the link in the show notes